Uh, hi, uh, I'm Banu. I'm one of the co-founders of FinShorts. So there were like two good engineering colleges uh, in the place where I grew up, Ginguntur, right? I mean, they think come in top 100 colleges in the country, maybe. So my whole focus was, some, you know, somehow I should get into those two colleges because, you know, I have heard my school seniors and a lot of people kind of getting good jobs, you know, going abroad and stuff. But once I was in 10th class, we had a science teacher who kind of, you know, came from a different school. And then he kind of, you know, prompted me saying, I think you should go try for IIT. I mean, you should not just settle on for the, you know, the local engineering colleges. Maybe you should go and try it out. So that's when I was introduced to this uh, something called IIT that exists. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, you got into uh, IIT Roorkee, I believe, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So what was that experience like for you, th- those four years at IIT Roorkee? Oh, uh, I would say pretty crazy experience, uh, mainly because, you know, I so kind of never uh, stayed away from my parents. Right. Or at least, you know, I completely stayed only in Andhra. Now, Rookie is uh, like, you know, a complete opposite of what you have back at home. Right. Let it be the weather, the food habits, the language. I mean, I, I can barely speak Hindi. Right. And I barely, you know, and I rarely tried any North Indian cuisines or anything. So and the temperatures there was kind of again very you know harsh like the temperatures would get to like you know five degrees as well right and i grew up in entirely tropical uh, atmosphere so the first uh, couple of years were pretty harsh but uh, yeah after that you kind of uh, you know get used to it because once you're there like you know you can't obviously go back and you can't you don't want to leave the iit as well right so we slowly kind of got accustomed uh, to that uh, lifestyle so uh, iit rookie then uh, at the end of your fourth year what did you end up deciding to do next uh, I wanted to uh, kind of, you know, go for an MBA. I don't know why I did that, but uh, yeah, but I couldn't kind of, you know, score well in the CAT and uh, I ended up kind of, you know, taking a job. And at the same time, I also wanted to, you know, uh, I was focused on, you know, getting a better job as well because that would kind of, you know, help me kind of get out of the regular middle class life, right? That was like the first uh, window for me, the first opportunity for me, right? So, yeah, I ended up uh, working with uh, Nestle India. I joined there as an engineering executive. Uh, I mean, I was uh, responsible for taking care of the automation and maintenance of the noodles uh, manufacturing plant. So, uh, then what next, you know, during those uh almost three years that you spent at Nestle like what did you decide you want to do with your life what did you learn in that experience um well I mean for for the first two years at least I was continuing I didn't have any major plans as such I mean mainly because I'm earning good money and I'm able to send back you know money to my parents kind of you know things are working out so I kind of and and the other thing is I was in Goa back then so I was posted in one of uh, Nestle's Goa's plant so yeah, I mean, like, okay, <laughs> what can you know an engineering student <laughs> expect, right? I mean, you're earning right. money, you have your freedom, and you're in Goa. So, kind of, uh, you know, I had I found good friends as well there, good co-workers, good friends. So, kind of uh, chilled out for let's say one to two years. But then again, uh, when we look back, uh, you know, okay, what, what is it kind of the Nestle's experience, or you know, what is my future going to look like? So I was looking for some kind of exit options and uh, so MBA kind of, you know, felt like a good option because it would open up a lot of new opportunities as well, right? I mean, once I get into the B school, I can kind of decide where I want to head, right? Hmm. Yeah. So in third year of my work ex, I decided to kind of go ahead and, you know, give CAT. Uh, So by this time... uh... Like, you know, did you start developing a habit of reading business news or financial news or, you know, like the the seeds of what you eventually started? Did that happen at this time or did it happen once you cleared the cat and joined uh, IMM Ahmedabad? Oh, well, to be honest, I never liked reading stuff, especially business or finance stuff. But again, uh, during the CAT interview preparation days, right, I would, uh, you know, force myself into reading all this stuff because... CAT interviews, they may ask you like what's happening with the current economy or, you know, what is this policy about? How is this going to have an impact and stuff, right? So I kind of forced myself into, you know, reading this stuff. But I mean, it's just like, you know, you have like no other option there, right? I mean, either you read and you kind of, you know, clear the interview or you kind of screw up the interview. So I just kind of forced myself into it. But uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, how was the interview like for you? Um. Well, uh, I think uh, I on the words interview was the craziest one. So, I mean, when you uh, prepare for these interviews, right, you can kind of lead the interview in a way, right? For example, how you end or you can kind of direct it to some extent in which direction you want the interviewers to proceed. But in I am Ahmedabad's interview, like, uh, they didn't give me any chance to do anything on my own, right? At one point, they asked me a probability question, 
right so it's a, it's a pretty simple question right they gave me a book and said if you have to pick a random page in this 200 page book what what is the chance that the last digit will be a zero and i kind of freaked out there mainly because i mean it, it's just, it's such a simple question so the first thing that you know went into my head is okay is the panel thinking i'm that dumb they're asking me such a simple question right yeah but i answered it and the next question that followed is again kind of you know put me in the same bucket again they asked me to draw a graph of y is equal to x square right so that is something which you know any 10th class kid can do right yeah but they asked me about politics they asked me about you know nestle's experience i mean it's like bunch of stuff all over the place like you you wouldn't expect what the follow up question or what the next question is going to be okay how many ims did you get into like from where all did you get final offers uh i think i got all of them apart from i think lucknow yeah so you decided to go to im amdavad uh, what were those two years like for you uh those two years i think uh, were the the uh, the best of the entire uh, student life i would say my entire student life uh mainly because the curriculum there is kind of pretty rigorous as in they'll just every day you're going to be pushed to the wall right you'll have like very little recourse or you'll have very little time to kind of you know go back go back and forth right i mean at least in your undergrad you have like lots of free time to go around you know to explore stuff but in iams it's just like you know the professor is going to give you uh, you know an assignment or a sort and you have to submit it by midnight and the same thing is going to happen with four other courses you are having at the same time right and on top of it the competition here is again kind of you know cutthroat competition right people who are making a decision to come to b schools are typically you know are already have a work ex you know i mean you are at a much better position to make a decision whether you want to do an mba or not right compared to undergrad you are just you're just going with the flow but for mbas it doesn't typically happen only people who have that resolve or who have decided that mba is for them is going to be there and on top of it you have uh, you know the best of the best students from all the engineering colleges and other you know commerce colleges coming there so the competition was again is pretty you know intense hmm. but again uh, you get like you know a very good exposure to a lot of stuff because most of the learning happens you know with your peer to peer learning right there is very little you can actually study off the textbooks mm, okay and where did you do your internship uh, i interned with uh, amazon and you got a ppo from them also right yeah yes 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 so so why didn't you join amazon eventually like when you finished up with i am amdavad uh no i think even before i got the offer for them so you have uh, your internships in april and may typically every year and uh, the typically companies kind of you know declare or they kind of disclose this ppos anywhere from june to december right depending upon you know their internal requirements and stuff and i think my amazon ppo kind of came in november or so and uh, but by september i think yeah we kind of decided that you know we wanted to do something else so who's we over here yeah yeah so uh, so shreyth and i have been uh, you know very close pretty close friends uh, right from the first day of the college right and and we and i mean we did a lot of uh, what do you call group projects right so in b schools you have a lot of case competitions as well right you have your tatas birlas and all these companies coming and conducting a lot of case competitions as well so we participated you know a lot of them so that kind of gave us you know like a first hand experience of how uh, the life in corporate is going to be at least as in in terms of what problems are we going to solve once we join the corporates right and at the same time our internships also kind of provided a very good window into okay what is the scope of work that we will be getting into and uh, we didn't like uh, you know any of that right so shreyt and i kind of you know were kind of exploring okay what can we do right but we were never kind of uh, uh, you know clear on you know where we will go and i think at the same time so pavan was my dorm mate so we lived in the same hostel there so he was uh, you know exploring bunch of stuff right i mean he didn't want to get into the corporate again right and uh, he did some project uh, with professor ankur sinha there on why dmat penetration in the country is low right and he figured there are some problems why you know a lot of people in india don't participate in the stock markets per se now if you look at us and china right the percentage of population that participates in stock markets is in you know uh, double digits and in india it's like hardly 1 to 2% 
right so he thought you know i'm going to you know let me try and build something which will help people uh, come and you know basically learn more about stock investing or you know basically people who will get into it right yeah so i used to discuss with him i mean since he is in the dorm and i kind of you know like criticizing or discussing more about products like any any product that i use i kind of just try to you know uh, be the devil's advocate there and do so with pawan i used to do that a lot i mean anything that he is doing i would kind of you know comment i would kind of push him back stuff like that and uh, so shreyth again was kind of completely convinced that he is not going to get into any corporate jobs and i was at a place where i was kind of you know shortlisting companies okay like these are the only two three companies maybe where you know i can find some work that i like but so i think yeah by uh, september so pawan has uh, pitched his idea to shrehit right so this is what i'm going to do and i'm looking for a cto right so he wanted to build uh, a gamification of sorts in stock markets where you come and you uh, you know you'll have like a practice sessions let's say right like mock trading or you know sessions like this and from there the platform will kind of you know help you uh, learn and then you know b- before you you kind of you know deploy your own capital you can play or you can practice with virtual money and then slowly you move uh, migrate towards you know you deploying your own capital there right and he wanted a cto and uh, shrehit uh, he is a computer science engineer but he never liked computer science right but he still agreed saying ki okay I, i'll be your cto and we can you know let's go and do something i mean he's just kind of so much uh, not into this stuff he's just kind of looking for an escape right yeah and so once rahit jumped onto the ship you know he kind of again convinced me also you know to get 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 onto the act right and so shrey then have i have like a very good uh, you know working rapport we kind of complement each other skills right i'm more on the what i would call quantitative stuff right more of a math guy like i can say and shreth he is of the more of a creative side of you know uh, like you know left brain right brain sorts right yeah so i thought you know i mean in case if shreth is again doing right so yeah if me i can kind of you know go ahead and experiment with this let's see what happens from there so how did that idea of uh... encouraging people to invest in stock markets like basically encouraging layman to invest in the stock market how did that become uh, finshots oh so uh, like i said right i mean we had like very little idea back then and we were just kind of you know it's just an escape for us right so we uh, so iim has this uh, incubation center right cii where they incubate startups both from you know iim from you know elsewhere from across the country as well right right and when we pitched the idea so uh, we have this uh, uh, fellowship program called iim mavericks fellowship where any graduating students if they want to pursue alternate career options let's say like entrepreneurship or some you know let's say like in social ngos or some social initiatives let's say the college is going to support you for the next 2 years right as in every month the college will provide you with a minimal stipend so we used to get uh, 40000 from the college every month right yeah so it's like you know you take care of your basic expenses so that you need not be worrying about your livelihood and you can focus on whatever new venture that you want to experiment with and uh, for this entire thing there is a you know professor panel to whom you have to pitch your idea and in case if they see okay these people are you know qualified enough or this idea is has a merit to be pursued or to be supported the you know college is going to support you right yeah so when we pitch the idea uh, we pitch the same thing right we're going to create you know a tech solution that will help people to do all this stuff right i think this was in december right and uh, we were selected for this uh, fellowship program and we kind of you know started working as well okay okay we'll do a little bit of market research here and there and you know we'll kind of figure it out and once we kind of get out of the college we're going to be fully developed you know completely working on this thing and what happened was uh, we wanted to be a stock broker right just like how zeroda is a stock broker so our plan is that you know we'll train people and once they learn they can kind of come and trade on our platform itself and that's where we're going to kind of you know earn money from so we went to national stock exchange nsc in amdavad key that you know we want to be a broker and we want to get a license and they kind of you know were happy very happy to help us out with all the stuff but one of the things they said kind of you know blew our mind uh you need i think what 3 to 5 crores of capital to start off with if you want to be a broker so that was like completely out of the question for us i mean all three of us are again from you know uh, middle class families like we had no you know backups or anything else with us right hmm 
so that's when we decided okay i mean we'll try something different maybe if not you know the brokerage firm hmm. so by when did this meeting with nse happen when you realized that this will not work out uh i think this was in uh, not sure but maybe in january january or february hmm. so still before the placements only yeah but you have already signed out of the placement so if you want to get into this fellowship uh, right so you have to kind of you know clearly indicate to the campus that you're not participating in the you know the campus placements yeah i mean like i said right so since we didn't want to go there right we thought you know we'll figure out something if not this but you know we still wanted to continue with what you know that we started off with so then like you know what did it morph into or what were the pivot you made uh so the first pivot i think when we started out right we had broadly two problems one is uh, uh, the information overload right there's so much of information on these stocks and other things that it was pretty difficult for people to you know make sense of right and once we graduated now we had like you know uh, full time in our hands right to go and do market research so for the next 3 months i think april may and june uh, we did uh, you know we met close to 200 to 250 people in in and around amdabad gujarat and stuff right i mean we met from you know a person who is running a small you know pawn shop to a hni who is managing like you know 6 700 crores of money right so we kind of understood okay how these people are investing what is it that they are doing so uh, i think gujarat contributes to close to 70% of the entire investing uh, you know uh, in- investors in the country right so you meet everybody anybody there the person is going to give you funda about where to invest where not to invest which company is hot right now right and everything so uh, one of the so we met one of the research uh, you know the research firms there like stock research firms and uh, they said that you know there is an ipo that is coming up it's an smes small medium enterprises right and he's like we don't we don't have a lot of time at hand to analyze this company fully so how about you guys do something on this right and then we can see ki how good your research is or what is it that you guys want to simplify and stuff so we uh you know worked on it for a week and we kind of you know published a small report about what is this company about and should you invest or should you not invest basically what is happening with this company yeah and so our whole objective was that you know we first impressed this one research firm and from there we can so they said like you know in case if you like what you guys are publishing we will push it across to all of our clients and you know we can see from where you can go from there so we published one report for them they liked it and you know they kind of asked us to see if we can do more and uh, so what happened was i think they added us to so uh, most investors on this at least the full time investors are typically parts of some whatsapp or some other whatsapp groups and they added us to this whatsapp group i believe and uh, yeah so from there we started kind of you know covering these ipos SME IPOs because there is nobody out there you know kind of covering them the mainstream IPOs your money control economic times you know a bunch of other stuff are, are typically do uh, what were the kind of companies that you were covering and how did you get enough information to make a report on them uh, i mean so we uh, primarily relied on the information available on the internet so when uh, all this when when these companies go for an IPO right so they file a very big document with the regulators detailing about what the company is what business prospects and stuff right so more or less we would analyze stuff from there okay so uh, you started doing uh, company research or ipo research uh, then how did that morph to the next stage uh, so we did this i think almost for like 4 5 months and and uh, then we realized that there's not a big market for this right as in Uh, so i mean you know and we kept meeting a lot of people along the way right to get better understanding and stuff and one of the gentlemen that we met he told us that you know there's no point in you know even thinking about doing anything on the sme ipos mainly because it's like the dark pool of the entire stock market space which is you know primarily used for people to launder money and you know do bunch of stuff i mean essentially you may think this company is doing great and stuff but it's like you know the promoters and the investors the kind of everybody is in the game together right yeah it's more or less like you know uh, sort of a system built into uh, what i would say is to fool the retail investors per se right yeah so we he kind of showed us the dark side of the sme ipos right i mean we were so naive back then that you know if you publish a good report and you highlight all the things right people will be able to make a better decision of it but 
that was clearly not happening anywhere yeah so we kind of decided ki you know why not shift to uh, covering mainstream stocks right because they have much bigger audience the audience for sme market is pretty small and again it's kind of you know niche and not not lot of stuff happening over there how did you think the monetization would happen in covering stocks whether it is uh, sme ipos or mainstream stocks what did you think the monetization was going to be because all these things are like freely available on the internet uh you're right i mean i don't think we kind of bothered about uh, uh you know the monetization back then mainly because right i mean when we started out everybody out there would kind of tell us like who are you guys in this space right i mean even for example the people at ciie or you know when we pitched this idea that you know what we're going to do is we're going to take this complex reports and put it in a simple language for people to understand right people kind of laughed at us thinking that what we are doing is you know pretty stupid right even when we you know when we would meet these uh, you know gentlemen in the market right yeah so for us i think there the focus was initially to at least show them that you know we are capable of doing something there right i mean obviously we didn't have any experience right i mean we didn't take a lot of finance courses in the campus neither we invested in the markets before right yeah so we would spend uh, a lot of time just trying to read as many books as we can on you know stocks on investing on you know understanding business models and stuff right yeah so we have fairly focused on just to prove that this idea will work right if you simplify the content for people it's going to help them make better decisions in the market so then you shifted to mainstream stocks uh, and that was again through like circulating pdfs on whatsapp groups or uh, no 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 i think uh, by then we kind of launched a very minimal website where we would uh, post our content it's like a small blog website and we would circulate these articles on whatsapp so one of the things that we did back then was we leveraged whatsapp as a tool to you know reach out to the uh, fellow readers right hmm. so it's like you know you want updates from us you you know subscribe on this whatsapp and you know whenever we publish a new article you're going to get a message directly on whatsapp so it kind of helped us because a lot of people would simply forward you know our content to their friends or they'll forward it to other groups right but this was still largely investment advice like yes yes you yes. would research a stock and say buy sell ah, no 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 we never did that so one of the learnings that we had uh, you know when we were researching and when we were studying a lot about stocks is that you can i mean it's pretty difficult for you to guess which stocks or you know should you buy should you not buy right so there there are even a lot of experiments which were conducted in us which kind of highlight that monkeys are better at picking stocks than your experts on wall street i think i can't recall the professor who conducted this experiment so he simply you know uh, put monkeys and you know he asked the monkeys to throw darts on the wall so whichever you know stock it hits right he is going to buy it and on the other hand he had all this wall street you know big uh, iv school analysts coming in and you know doing the stock picking i think it's the monkeys outperformed it right i mean it's not because our it's not because they are incapable or anything it's just that there are so many factors right that play into this right i mean your small research or your mathematical model is not going to make a cut over there so what was your value add like for someone reading that it was like what to help them understand if i should invest in this stock so or not our our focus was that so uh, on a lot of stocks right uh, i may feel it's a investable stock and for you this may not be an investable stock mainly because your risk appetite and my risk appetite are different now when most people publish the stock reports they'll simply give like one rating on this right now yeah it can be like you know one fit you know solution for everybody so what our belief is that you know you provide the user with all the information that is required to analyze a stock and you make it so simple for him right he understands everything about this company by the end of this article and he will be in a better position to make a decision for himself yeah so we would never give a buy sell or a hold call or any of those calls right we would simply present you know the entire picture about this company right what this company does okay why they are doing this what is working out what is not working out and we leave it at that hmm. okay then what was the next pivot oh no i, I wouldn't call it a, like a big pivot per se but uh, we kind of you know started covering more macroeconomic you know things as well right but and this uh, stock research already had the branding of finshots like uh, no, no, the... it was under the name finception and yeah for us the bigger problem there was we were kind of you know running out of money 
right so i mean what did you need money for because this was all just intellectual labor right yeah i mean at the same time i mean for us to kind of you know analyze about these companies and publish reports every week right uh, for example if you pick one stock and you want to write about it you may or may not find really interesting stuff about it it's like you know you research four or five different stocks and you'll find one of it to be interesting enough for you to talk about right so we need we need we kind of needed like more brains to work upon and uh, we we kind of had like you know couple i think what four five interns with us easily and we used to pay them 5000 a month right and so all of this coming from the 40000 we would get from the college right we we didn't have a lot of savings as well because neither of us matlab you know none of us were planning for you know getting into entrepreneurship or anything so we had you know we had like you know four five interns working with us all the time and we would pay them like you know 5 6k from the 40000 we would get from the college and on top of it our uh, education loans you know repayment is going to start in a couple of months right so all three of us graduated with 20 lakhs each education loans right yeah and the emi for that will typically get think come to what like 30k a month right hmm. so for the first year you have that moratorium period and that will kind of you know soon end in you know your march or april right hmm. and so we went to the banks we asked them ki you know can you extend this for us by you know another 6 months maybe right right now we're not in a position to go ahead and make this 30000 monthly payments and at the same time we were not able to expand uh, you know our content reach as well mainly because we couldn't hire a lot of people right so what kind of numbers were you doing then like around this period of feb oh uh, i think by february we had uh, 3000 subscribers maybe okay so you uh, on the finception website you had like a email list for which you had 3000 subscribers yes 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 so the daily email ah uh, no 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 that was like uh, weekly or not even weekly i would say once in 10 days right yeah because it it's like you know the interns me and pawan would do all the research right and then give it to shrehit and the entire magic for inception or why it worked is the language in which it is presented because there are people out there who can provide better research than us i mean people who are you know veterans in this industry right but the real differentiator came from the way shrehit you know wrote the content there right the way you present a complex business model or you know you talk about complex financial metrics in a you know in a layman's language right if you have to explain you know return on capital employed or what is your inventory turnover days right hmm. so you have to kind of you know put it in language so shrehit was doing that and yeah the research the writing and all of it it easily took us like you know a week to 10 days right and we couldn't expand because we didn't have any money and uh, so shrehit and i even started uh, teaching at you know uh, time for you know the cat students and we would kind of you know get like 10000 a month and it's just like a part time teaching so that with again this 10000 we would hire in a couple more interns with us okay so then what like you're almost like with your back to the wall now so yeah 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 so i think uh, uh lokesh my brother kind of you know moved back to india i think uh, he he joined us in uh, i would say october november so he was working with uh, so he's from iit delhi and he was working with uh, samsung south korea right you hear those 1 crore packages uh, on the internet right so he is one of those kids <laughs> okay okay yeah okay. yeah so he left his high paying job and everything there and matlab he didn't he, he wanted to try something you know on his own right yeah so we said you know why not you know come matlab you know sit with us we'll see if you can do anything here or if you want to do something on your own right and he has a lot of interest in finance and he used to invest you know as well in stocks he used to do trading bunch of other stuff so he joined us he was working with us and uh, so when we were running out of money we uh, kind of you know did like you know couple things right just to keep the you know uh, inception thing floating for for few more months right maybe we can figure out something from there right hmm. uh so we pitched to i think almost 25 to 30 vcs right that would be my sole job back then and we had 2000 subscribers we kind of even you know had a small celebration and we thought now vcs are going to come after us but i mean we, we were so stupid right i mean we didn't think that okay our business is, i mean at least the back the inception business is not something any vc would want to fund right yeah and because we are from i am kind of you know, everybody would be at least courteous enough to talk to us right and yeah after first call nobody would get back to us again 
Okay. So you were pitching to VCs. What was the pitch? Like, uh, you know, where was the money going to come from? Uh, the money, uh, so our plan was uh, we're going to have basically make this content like a paid subscription, right? For example, if you're a full-time investor, we're going to promise you that every week, let's say, right, you're going to get, you know, every week or, you know, twice a week, once we scale up, you're going to get good stuff that will help you make better decisions in the stock markets. Mm-hmm. So something like uh, the Ken for uh, Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, so and we met uh, you know one of the one hni in amdabad so he runs his own proprietary trading as well as you know stock invest investment investing right so he read our reports and he liked them so he asked us you know if we can work for him and basically he will give us some company names and we have to provide like you know a detailed research report on that basis which he can take a call on what to do with those companies should he invest or should he not invest i mean he's a big time investor right so we started working for him again you know we would charge him like about 10 15k per report per se right yeah and at the same time uh Lokesh, uh kind of caught up and said okay how about we develop some trading algorithms right uh so he kind of you know like he's like a math and fin guy so he kind of you know has his hand in experimenting with various trading algorithms right so we went ahead and pitched this to you know many hnis there in amdabad where it's like you know it's like a proprietary trading algorithm we are going to do give the entire algorithm and you deploy your capital and we can take you know like a profit sharing or basically we can figure out some or the other way right yeah we almost signed up you know a couple of investors as well for this right yeah but I mean, we didn't kind of, at the same time, we had a chance to meet Nitin Kamat from Zeroda. Yeah. So I think uh, this was in April, I believe. Yeah. So Jet Airways was almost about to shut down. Right. And we were kind of just trying to do, you know, anything different or some something that will kind of, you know, give us a big break. Right. Because we're not going anywhere. I mean, we're growing at like, you know, what, 500 subscribers a month, but we're not, you know, kind of moving too much right so i think one of our interns uh, the design interns urvashi she gave an idea that you know why not we make a small video on jet airways right so we made one a bar chart race right so how jet airways started and it was at one point like the leading airlines in india and how it kind of you know is on the brink of bankruptcy now right and that video went viral right overnight we became so famous on you know twitter linkedin like the video is all over the internet right we got i think close to two to three million views on it together on all the platforms right and one gentleman at zeroda watched this video and he pushed it to and he went to our website right to see okay what these guys are doing and he read our stuff he liked it and he he you know he forwarded this to karthik rangappa you know the gentleman who uh, built the entire Zeroza Varsity, you know, modules and stuff. And he liked it and he kind of, you know, sent it to Nitin. Nitin also liked the content. So they wanted to see if we can do something together, right? Yeah. And we got a chance to meet Nitin in May. And uh, yeah, so when we came, we didn't have a, even have a pitch deck, right? I mean, we, we brought one, but we didn't even show it to him. Like, I think it was the best meetings that we had, you know, in the last one, one and a half years. Right. So it hardly lasted for 40 minutes, I believe. And it's more about, you know, what you guys want to do and what, you know, Nitin is planning to do. Right. So uh, in one of his interviews, I think Nitin said that, you know, Zeroda is a big fish in a small pond. Right. Now, until and unless you grow the pond, you're not going to get big. Right. It's like the investing base in India is so small. Even if you are a leading market player, you're not going to be that big right so they were planning to i mean they had a lot of plans to kind of you know increase the base the number of people who are in the capital markets ecosystem right and with that same initiative they launched this zeroza varsity and even in fact we learned a lot of stuff from the same website zeroza varsity right yeah and we told you know our plan is again the same right we want to simplify stuff and we want to make content more accessible to people right we want to grow the ecosystem right it's just that you know both of both zeroda and us had a very similar goal right that we wanted to increase or we want to bring more people into this ecosystem and uh, Mithin said like cool then i know i'll support you guys tell me what you want right so for us i mean one thing is that you know we just needed some capital so that you know we can maybe hire you know a couple more writers 
right and push out more stuff and then see right and we ended up raising money from nitin right and in, yeah we met and the next day kind of exchange couple of emails and that's it we raised our seed round from zero da okay so is that the only investment you've raised so far yeah yes yes so uh, you know then what was the game plan then like uh, when did finshots as a brand get launched was this after you raised the funding ah yes 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 so along with finception right i mean our initial hypothesis was uh, you know not entirely correct as in we thought that you know a new people will basically come into the markets and you know trade because or invest per se not even trade because we are uh, you know helping them with this but what we realized is that most of the people who are reading our stuff are people who are already in the stock markets right so they are they, they, they are just bored of reading this dense report from other research firms out there and they found you know finception's content is simple and easy to read right so it's like we're not bringing in more people into the ecosystem right we're just helping the existing people existing investors to kind of you know we're just easing their troubles right yeah and so two things for us right was we need to push more content as in like you know once in a week or once in 10 days is not going to make the cut and we need to be talking about topics that are that have a wider reach for example if i talk about asian paints okay only the people who have already invested in asian paints or who are actually considering asian paints as an investment opportunity might read our content right somebody like you let's say you never invested or you know somebody who is not in this market he 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 doesn't care much about asian paints right yeah now if you want to basically get these people interested in 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 anything in finance and business right you need to talk about you know a wide range of topics right and yeah and the second thing is that uh people's attention spans are pretty less right our articles used to be like 12 15 minute reads and that's kind of again you know a very niche audience would actually spend so much of time right i mean the current you know the generation and these people want much shorter form easy to digest content right yeah so that's when we decided you know we need something a bit different and even before you know people can actually get into stocks and stuff they need to uh, understand more about what's happening in the entire economy as such right why specific policies are required right why you know specific companies make certain business decisions right yeah so that's when we decided you know we'll get into something that is short form high frequency and content that has like you know a bigger you know audience base audience base yeah so we had this idea of finshots back in december 2018 itself right but we couldn't get anything you know ahead in this mainly because we didn't have the resources and we didn't want to let go of whatever we have built with finception till date i mean if you have to start start finshots it's going to be like you know the existing audience are not going to find it that relevant right so whatever you know 1000 2000 subscribers that we have built in is kind of you know it's like you know you lose everything that you have built in the last 6 7 months overnight right and we were not you know uh, ready to kind of you know let that go right yeah but once we kind of you know secured an investment from zero the we know that you know we have we can now have resources at hand we can experiment a bit and from here we can figure out what we can do right we can take some chances at least even for example if this thing doesn't go up right we can still we'll still be able to survive for you know few more months to try out new things and then see where we go from here so then you started finshots when like which month uh we started this in august august 2019 i think we first finshots we released uh, is on uh, 16th august Hmm. and you use social media to spread the word about it and yeah yeah so by then uh, i think we built a small you know a niche of audience for us on twitter and we were not on linkedin you know that big back then we were primarily on twitter and uh, you know we had almost uh, i think 10000 subscribers on finception right yeah by may june so our entire initial users for finshots kind of again came from the finception audience itself right and uh, yeah okay so uh, and how did uh, the growth happen there like if you can tell me like subscriber base like you know at what rate did it grow and what really was driving that growth like in your analysis you know what drove that growth oh uh, i think you know in the initial finception days we were pretty much focused on so the entire team is primarily focused on content itself right how we do, how do we generate good content out there right we hardly worked upon you know increasing our reach right we didn't work a lot upon distribution we were active on social media but we didn't have you know we didn't have a dedicated plan on how we are going to expand this right hmm. 
and i mean we tried couple of things with finception but it's just that you know we couldn't get those things really going right yeah and with finshots what we did is you know pawan and i you know both of our responsibility is just increasing the reach with finshots right and shrehit and you know we have another akshay right who who was who interned with us almost for like 9 months before we kind of you know hired him full time i think he's our first employee as well right yeah so both of them would work on finshots right i mean like it's like we had like no uh, it's a completely you know walled out thing like you know you take care of content and we are going to ensure that you know this content gets good distribution right yeah and we kind of you know started uh, uh, being very active on social media right we would post uh, we would post interesting stuff we would try different new different things for example a lot of infographics and other things that we see right so we tried them during finception days but you know it's just that we couldn't scale those things up a lot back then but now we have you know some resources at hand so we mainly worked on distribution part right and uh, what were the numbers like like how many subscribers in the first month and how did it grow uh, i think in the first month we had uh, you know, around f- uh, 15k i mean because i think in first two days itself we had like 7000 subscribers coming in right from from the from inception yeah right and i think by end of november 2019 we were at uh, 50000 yeah so what we do is you know most of uh, you know the at least the initial users came from you know your undergrad and you know your mba colleges right yeah so what would pawan do is he would reach out to all these colleges so every college has this finance economics or commerce clubs right they every week or you know monthly they have their own newsletters and bunch of other stuff that they push out to their students and what we said is great you know why not try our content right now this is going to be helpful for you to be you know up to date on what's happening in you know in the business finance and the economy world and more often than not your group discussion topics at b schools is going to be on one of these things right they're not going to ask i mean give you political topics but it's more of let's say now whether for example okay is gst helpful or should gst rates be cut what happens then you know stuff like that and with finshots what we do is we kind of you know get deeper into these issues right now if you read the regular newspapers you get the headlines now you may not know why and how things are happening you know behind those headlines with finshots you get the entire overview right you just need to spend like 3 minutes to get the entire understanding of any topic that we're talking about so uh, and uh, what is the current subscriber base that you have now uh right now we are at uh, 175000 so it's almost like viral growth like from 15000 in the first month to like you know 175000 is a fairly fast ramp up yeah, for yeah a- yeah i mean i doubt there's any other newsletter which would have seen this kind of scale Yeah, correct. I mean, at least yeah, we haven't come across you know any other newsletters operating at this scale. I mean, there are pretty. I mean, there are many in US, but in India, I think uh, you know we are you know one of the few you know big newsletters out there. So, uh, you know, what do you think is your long term play now? Are you still thinking of the Ken kind of a model where it becomes a paid subscription to access this, or you know, hmm. what's the monetization plan? Um. well at least for now we don't want to monetize fin shots directly at least the content monetization is not on the cards for us so you know along along with all these things right uh, as we are working so we were pretty uh, approachable to our audience on whatsapp at least in the you know back in the finception days so a lot of people would kind of you know again write back to us saying you know i have this much of money where what should i do right or how should i go about investing or basically it's like you know you have a lot of financial questions right now there is there isn't anybody out there who is going to help you with making these decisions right for example a lot of my you know uh, friends from iim would ask me this okay so i mean all of us graduated with 20 lakhs of loan and these people are earning money now what is a better option should i repay the entire loan as soon as possible right or should i you know because you get some interest benefit on you know the income tax benefit on the interest that you pay for your loans right now what is an optimal solution for this right and similarly for example okay i'm saving 50k now where should my money go right even after you know you're studying at these colleges at big colleges you're still do not have any clue right mainly because none of our curriculum talks about anything about financial literacy per se right 
what is you know a good financial decision what is not right and yeah and the most of the products out there in the market are typically your aggregators or marketplaces who want to sell products right you go to you know a mutual fund platform they just want you to you know invest your money somewhere right i mean you 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 hear things like you know start with 500 rupees investing right start with as low as 100 rupees right hmm. but nobody is going to actually give you true advice on what is a better way to manage your money right yeah so right now what we are doing is you know uh, we are building a, a holistic financial planning tool right so that's going to be there to help you with any financial decision that you have to be you have to make you know in your life right so the focus you know till now has been on increasing the reach of this product for example if you look at uh, a simple thing like an you know, online insurance or online mutual funds right from your 2000 from 2010 12 till date the objective has been to increase the reach of these products to people before this is they were kind of you know very niche you know they would only be sold by you know some or the other uncle who is trying to sell you an lic policy and stuff now the next phase for this is going to be on personalized advisory right what fits for you may not fit for me right every person is unique every you know case is unique so you need to provide advice you know from case to case basis right now so we want to take the focus away from what i would say selling this product because the selling is not the objective for us anywhere right giving good advice to you is my objective right for example let's say you come to me saying ki hey banu i have like you know 3 lakh rupees with me what should i do right the first thing i'm going to tell you is create an emergency fund put you know 1 1 1/2 lakh rupees or you know whatever the amount we calculated to be right in a fixed deposit now i'm not going to get anything if you park your money with your hdfc bank right i'm nowhere in this play right yeah you may get some money i mean no, i may make some money in case if you invest somewhere or if you do somewhere but that may not be an optimal solution for you right yeah so our focus is going to be on solely helping users to make better decisions not you know just trying to sell or push some product to them so uh what would this look like like would it be like a mobile app in which you enter information about your financial status and assets and liabilities and then it gives you advice through an algorithm is that what it would look like um i would say 80% of it would look like that because uh most use cases can be you know automated or you can have like a predefined solutions and conditions right at the same time there will be many cases which may not be possible to kind of an you know, automate or to automatically calculate stuff so there will have like you know the real advisors who will be talking to you understanding your case and then you know going from there okay so this product that uh, you're going to make uh, it will be like a subscription product or like how will you monetize it uh yes yes it's going to be on a subscription uh, you know method so our belief is that you know when i'm giving advice to you right i should be completely giving it only because this is going to actually help you as an advice right now in the current ecosystem what happens is that you know the incentives are kind of you know at times can be misaligned as in for example let's take simple case of a regular mutual funds right so any platform that is out there you have a better incentive if you push a mutual fund that is going to give you a better commissions right you don't want to kind of simply sell you know an eta for debt mutual fund where you make like 0.5% compared to a small cap fund that's kind of giving you like 1.5% right yeah so i mean there will be platform there are platforms that kind of give honest advice but still your incentives can be at times misaligned right and at the same time uh, you cannot look at all these things independently right mm-hmm. so our plan is that you know if you think our advice is not working for you you're not going to pay me next year right so both of our incentives will be aligned in case if i'm my only you know revenue source is if if my customers are my only revenue source hmm. okay okay and you would uh, kind of uh, leverage the zerodha platform for people who actually want to go ahead and invest money like uh, uh, within the app people would be able to do transactions through zerodha like would that yeah, be yes 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 so our focus uh, is mainly on you know people who are not participating in these markets per se right so i mean we are we are not giving any solutions to people who want to invest directly in stocks per se right so uh, you know a a good user or a, you know a, uh, you know a good user for us to start off with uh, would be somebody who kind of just uh, just graduated out of college got his first job right and he is able to save like you know like 10 15k a month let's say right uh, so how do you plan for you know this person's future 
right hmm. so we're going to kind of you know cover everything from you know uh, insurance to your retirement planning right any financial plan should you know essentially start with protecting your downside i mean it's you have to focus on growing your money but before you get there you should first try to protect your downside right and insurance is a place where you start with you know to safeguard yourself from i mean and this is coming from my personal experience right so uh so when i joined i am ahmedabad in 2016 uh i know i had no key i'm not going to have any income so i didn't want to be any burden on my parents right in case if anything is required for me right so the first thing i did was i bought a health insurance right now i didn't use it in 2016 i didn't use it in 2017 i didn't use it till last quarter of 2018 when i caught with dengue right and i was hospitalized for almost 15 days i believe and the medical bill came out to be 70000 rupees in a small hospital in ahmedabad like it's not even like you know your five star or you know multi specialty hospitals right now if i didn't have the insurance back then we would have been bankrupt and you know we would have you know packed our bags and moved back right when we were moving from you know month on month you know paycheck to paycheck sort of a thing and 70000 would have kind of you know simply pushed all of us out completely right yeah so i mean it's it's like this right i mean i always i always used to think that you know i am unnecessarily paying 10000 every year to these guys where i'm not getting anything out of it right but in the third year of my insurance i kind of you know that is something which saved you know us <laughs> okay okay and uh, you said that you would also have like human advisors in addition to some automated suggestions uh, so that would end up being pretty expensive no if you have like human advisors talking to the users i mean so we're not talking of something which will cost a couple of hundred bucks a month like it might end up being costlier than that right i mean you're right it's going to kind of you know push up the costs but i believe that is the right thing to do right just copy pasting you know the same solution to everybody is not going to book and the other belief is that since we're not giving stock advisory to people right at uh so we're not going to have for example if i talk to you and set up your entire financial plan and you know chart out your plan for the future right it's not like you're going to come to me every week asking key what is happening what is not happening right you may have like you know you want to review things couple months down the lane right like three four calls at max in an entire year right hmm. so yeah and most use cases right can be automated for example like i said right so uh what is uh a good amount of a house loan that you can take right if you take if you purchase a house for 70 lakhs how is that is going to affect your retirement right or compared to if you purchase a house with one cr right will you have to forego that foreign trip you have been planning right now people typically kind of you know look at all these things in different silos but all these things are actually very well highly interconnected stuff right what financial decision that you make this year is going to have an impact on what's i mean how much money or you know how much expenses that you can make five years down the lane right yeah so you need to look at all these things in a holistic fashion Hmm. okay so uh, this uh, i imagine would be a pretty complex product to build no i mean you'd have to take into account so many different variables and uh, like what do you see is the timeline for launching this and uh, like you know how, how big is this project that you're planning to do or are you planning to launch a simpler version and make it complex as you go along yeah 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 i mean yeah you're right right i mean this is going to be pretty complex so uh, like i said it's the first initial version that we had planned right was to take one small use case like somebody who just graduated out of college maybe say like you know with an education loan and uh, yeah you you start from there right and slowly we'll kind of you know go forward and uh, yeah in fact we wanted to launch this like you know uh, in the month of may itself but uh, after covid the you know the situation of the economy or the stock markets per se right is not uh, that encouraging i would say and we we didn't feel like the markets are good at that point in time to kind of you know get a, get into and invest because we are we don't know what we are getting into right a small economic downturns can always be you know accounted for in when you're building your portfolios but something like you know the scale of covid or you know something like this is kind of you know we never saw anything like this before right and we were com- we were not convinced that you know we should even be putting our money you know in any of these things and we kind of you know with to you know our own money as well 
from wherever we have invested right now when you are not doing when you are not investing you should tell somebody else to go ahead and invest so we said you know we're not going to launch this product right until we feel the time is correct for this uh, you would like uh, these advisors would they be like uh, you know you would uh, hire people on your payroll and then train them and all or would you like work with existing financial advisors and like like what's the plan there um well at least for the initial few days uh, you know we want it to be you know completely in house right so right now you know the problem for most financial advisors right is that the same person has to take care of marketing customer service and research and portfolio building and everything as well right hmm. now with us what we kind of you know plan to do is that you know the advisory and all those things are going to be handled by a separate team and the financial advisory like you know talking to each and every customer and then figuring out the solutions will be kind of you know handled by a different set of people right the uh, are there comparable uh, products or companies which are doing this in the US or any other market like what you're planning to build uh yes i think uh, there are a couple of them uh we have a uh, what would call this uh, a website like uh, wealthfront and betterment right yeah yeah but again they are pretty much focused only on investments right now well, it's like you know you whatever money you are save saving the platform is going to help you right now our belief of financial planning is that it has to be an end to end solution right i have to account for everything that you have like start for starting from your insurances to your you know uh investments to let's say you're planning to take some loans right now you should be able to get able to get advice on that as well right hmm. so that's what what we're going to do is i mean obviously we're not going to have all of this in the product right from the start we may start you know we'll be starting off this with insurance uh, most likely in the next 2 uh, to 3 months we may get this out right and once we are done with the insurance then we're going to bring in the basic level of financial planning and from there we kind of you know going to build and upgrade the product as we go forward okay so would it also have uh, integration so that you can actually see what is your portfolio worth for example let's say you recommend to uh, a user that invest in equity mutual funds and then he's able to do those investments through uh, the finception product and he's also able to see what is the present value of his investments and he's able to see what is his insurance and what is the loan amount due and all of that like are you planning all those integrations okay yeah okay. It, it it i mean uh yeah it has to be like you know one stop solution for anything you want to do with your finances right and the bigger problem for people right is not about finding these products but about making this decision on what is good for you and what is not good for you right for example you you may purchase like insurance like two times in your entire lifetime and nobody has ever trained you on this right and if you make a mistake here i mean you will see the benefit or you will get to see these things only when you know uh, you have to use these products right i mean god forbid you you wouldn't want to use the any insurance product right you may want to buy a health insurance but you wouldn't want to be in a place where you go and use this right you claim some benefits and stuff right now and when you realize that you know you actually signed up for a wrong product you would be kind of you know completely caught you're not even in a situation to cover it up or you know amend for it right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay okay got it got it pretty interesting so uh you know uh, what do you see as uh, the next level of learning that you personally need to do like what is it that personally drives you that this is something i want to learn uh well i think it's about uh, scaling up the team right now i mean one of the biggest challenges for us has been you know kind of hiring good people into the team right because i mean on the face of it people look at like at least like back when we were hiring developers right uh in november when we had like hardly 50000 subscribers and people looked at simply like okay it's just a blog right and we didn't have a product out there to showcase it to the people right i mean any techies would typically want to work on big products and stuff you wouldn't work on want to work on a simple newsletter website per se right yeah so for us the challenge still kind of you know remains on the hiring front i would say hmm. okay so why did you make the move from amdavad to bangalore um well uh so uh we wanted to integ- i mean our product is going to be kind of you know integrated very well with zeroda right so we felt it will be kind of you know more convenient if you work out of here and at the same time uh hiring you know tech and other resources in amdabad is a bit difficult 
right now yeah we had options between bangalore and hyderabad but again now we would have got you know same kind of tech resources but since zeroda is here you know we felt it's going to be more convenient for us and at the same time you know uh, zeroda has been kind enough to provide us with a working space as well right so in their head office they have you know space for so all the startups that they incubate until you kind of you know grow into a, a you know a big team like 25 30 people you can work out of their office itself they have a you know working space for all the startups there so that kind of again helps us kind of save some money as well right hmm. so uh, why would sebi regulate you you're not actually selling anything any financial product right no uh, if you're i'm giving you advice right now i'm going to tell you ki okay uh, of 30000 rupees that you're going to save you put 10000 rupees in mutual fund a or you know in in particular etf right so anybody who is advising people right should be qualified enough and you should have the investment advisory license from sebi 